0: Do you have
1: somebody in your life who loves books? Somebody who not only loves books but always wants to share what she's reading with you (laughs) just thinking you're going to love her latest selection? (laughs) And inevitably, you just can't stand that book that they recommended. That's us. (laughs) We both read a lot. Well, I don't even read, I
0: listen. But we very rarely agree on what constitutes a good read. I enjoy books that build up new worlds, invite magic and mystery into our lives. Science fiction and fantasy rule. I listen to a variety, but usually it's all
1: grounded in reality. You can keep your elves and space operas, but maybe not your avonks.
0: (gasps) Can I keep my time travel mysticism? Absolutely. Nope, can't. Welcome to our podcast. You're making me read what? Your hosts on this monthly podcast are myself, Jessica, and my colleague, Christine. We're librarians who get a thrill out of a great book, but usually can't stand what the other person is reading. We've each selected some of our all-time favorite books,
1: and each month we'll alternate between the lists with the goal of persuading the other to enjoy a read she (laughs) would
0: never have picked up on her own. Even a book that isn't entirely your style may have some redeeming qualities to it, right? I guess we'll see. We will see. Okay, you, spoiler alert us, because I'm sure you're going to tell all the deets. Yes, well, so now's the
1: time for us to warn you that we're going to talk about the whole book, including the ending and any magical twists. If you have not yet read The Silver Witch by Paula Braxton, and you don't want us to spoil anything for you, please stop listening now and join us again after you've read it or decided that you just aren't gonna. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder which way we'll go.
0: Hmm. I don't know.
1: So um, hmm. this was
0: an unusual uh, selection for me, was it not? Uh, I was kind of gobsmacked, yes. So this is a Christine pick. It is. And I am here to tell you all our many hundreds Both. of listeners. Hi, Mom, Amy. Many hundreds of listeners. This book had magic Yeah, there was it. a witch in it. It had witches. Yep. It had mysticism. Well. Felt I mean, like time travel, but not really. Maybe a ghost. Who knows? I mean, we know we read it, but you don't know yet because you haven't read it.
1: Maybe the title The Silver Witch
0: should have given that away to me. I don't know. Authors can be kind of loosey goosey with their interpretation yeah, of words. That's true. So it could have meant anything. So let me tell you why I selected this book. I already know why you selected this book. I am not a dum dum. But you can tell everyone else, and I'll go, yep, knew that. Mm-hmm. Yep, knew that one. Okay, so
1: you may not have known, but I took a good deal of time off this summer, mm-hmm. and I had the great fortune to visit Wales, mm-hmm. the country, not the
0: animals. I wasn't visiting with whales. I was in the country of whales. Okay, I I could see how that... Yes, I am so entrenched in your book now. I was like, what other whale is there? There's only the place. Nope, but
1: it is a magical place. And I say that because I was absolutely... I just was floored by it. I had more fun. we had never been there before. Um, We had a long vacation there. And now I want to go live there. And so when I got back, (laughs) I was like, I need to read everything that FCPL has in its collection that's set in Wales. Go. And so this was the first one
0: that I selected. (laughs) I think that before we get too deep into this book, you should tell our devoted audience all of the words that you learned in Welsh. Oh, yes. Because there's two of them.
1: Both of them. All both I of learned, them. I um, learned panas, which is um, parsnips. Sure. Yep. And kennas, which is leeks. Leeks. Uh huh. Yes. I remember the leeks one because those are two random words. It was super random. I was doing Duolingo. Um, <laughs> and because I like to try to learn a little bit of the language before we go visit yeah. a place. And um, I did learn how to say, I like beer. Okay. But when I said it to a bartender, he looked at me and smiled and said, What?
0: in English you should have said I like parsnips because then someone would have understood you that is true the other thing that I learned how to say is I don't like to iron
1: which is accurate but I'm not sure how frequently it comes up in conversation so Duolingo
0: had some odd uh, sentence choices As an outsider looking in, I very much appreciated them. (laughs) And if it led you both to whales and to, uh, you know, future podcast choices, so much the better. So
1: the bad news is that The Silver Witch was not immediately available um, Mm. and I had to place a hold, which, Mm. you know, happens. And so I listened to another book by Paula Braxton first and I was like, yeah. Mm. okay because that was her normal gig and Mm -hmm. guess what there's a lot of magic and mysticism and you know Mm -hmm. stuff that i generally don't go for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then this book came in and i got to listen to somebody talking with a welsh accent oh and then another same same uh narrator talked with a british accent and it was so much fun it and it was set in the town that we stayed in and so it was super duper fun and um the the lake that um, factors in
0: greatly, Langhorst yes. Lake. I was there. So that makes so much difference. I when know. You're reading. Yes. It that was... you can see yourself there and you know. When we read, oh gosh, um, do you remember that book that was set in Japan about the guy the who's, yeah, who's trying to find a new house for his cat? Mm-hmm. The title is obviously not in my head right now. I had been to a couple of those places. Yeah. And when you're reading it, you're putting yourself in that yep. place. And, um, I think part of what probably also worked really well in your favor listening to it was all of the names and site locations yes. that are natively in Welsh. Yes. That you're trying to read with an American kind of eye and accent. Yeah. So I had no clue. I was just like, <laughs> your name is Jerry, because I don't know how to say what you just said to me. And yes. that lake's name is just going to be Lake, because yes. I don't know how to say it either. The La Lake. The La Lake, yes. So very quickly— This is two um,
1: stories that Mm -hmm. you go back and forth Mm -hmm. between a story of Tilda, who is present-day person who moves to a little cottage outside, well, it's in Brecon Beacons Mm -hmm. National Park, and um, she has just lost her husband, Mm -hmm. and he was killed in an auto accident. Very unexpected, In front of her face Mm -hmm. while they were coming back from their honeymoon. So Mm -hmm. super tragic, um, really shook her. Yeah. And then the other main character is Saren, who is a seer um, from the 8th century. Yeah, it was like 905, 915,
0: something like that. Yeah.
1: And she lives around Langorse Lake, which is the cottage that Tilda has is on that lake as well. And um, she just has a very strange, uh,
0: I don't know, life with the prince of that yeah i mean the kingdom like if i were to give a synopsis of this it's so the chapters for each of the characters get almost equal weight and time yeah. in the book so you're hearing tilda's tale unfurl as she moves to this new house and she's getting used to her new life and she's lonely but uh-huh. she doesn't know what to do about it and she's scared but she doesn't know what to do about it and she gets a dog Unexpectedly, she starts seeing these visions and you eventually find out that these visions or these like time slips, I'm not even sure what it is, are visions of Saren Mm -hmm. who is her ancestress maybe, something like that. And so Saren's storyline as the the prophetess Mm -hmm. for her her clan Mm -hmm. back in the 8th century, Um, She's trying to save her little group of of citizens who live on this crannog in the middle of the lake, but no one's listening to her. And then she maybe accidentally falls in love with the prince who's already married and then has his baby. Whoops! And then they really don't listen to her. Um, (laughs) Anyways, it's kind of a murder mystery because at the same time tying these two stories together... There is an archaeological dig that's happening in present day during Tilda's timeline Mm -hmm. that is excavating through the the bog um, a dual... Coffin. It's really someone who was buried, and then someone else who was shoved on top, and then had a rock placed on them by a rock, and then had dirt flung on them until they died in this double grave. So the the storyline tying them together is: Who are these people? Right. Is it Tilda's ancestors? Is it something else? Was somebody murdered? Were they put on trap? Like you don't know until right. the very end.
1: And yeah. Tilda and Saren are both um have both have albinism. Mm-hmm. And so Tilda wears contacts both for um, to protect her eyes mm-hmm. from the glare and also to make herself fit in and be a little less noticeable. Yeah, to tint the color. Yeah. yeah. And she, um, as she sort of progresses and becomes more comfortable with herself, she finds that she doesn't need them anymore. So there's a little bit of growth there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things that I loved about Tilda is that she is a ceramist, and I took a lot of uh ceramics
0: classes. And... this book was like if Christine got to put together all the things she likes whales check people who like pottery check dogs, dogs, check living without modern conveniences, triple check all the checks I know this is this was your book I mean and if, then, but you if did throw been no in ma- a witch. I didn't throw it in right right, but even that you seem to be willing to just like take on because of all the good that comes with it from your favorite things hundred
1: percent. The stuff that I normally hate was 100% outweighed by the stuff that was
0: fabulous. Yeah, I got like 10 pages and I was like, I know why we're reading this book. (laughs) Uh. So this was an interesting pick. I tried to read up on the author a little bit. And she doesn't have a ton of information out there. She seems pretty uh, prolific. Yes. Right? She's an English – she's English, but she lived in Wales for a while. So she's got both of those flavors. And she's written a lot of different series. So this book i was surprised actually was the fourth book in a series and i know how much you dislike it when (laughs) i plop you into the middle of series so i was like oh hello payback it's nice to see you Uh, but they also aren't like strictly connected so it's just kind of same world so she's got this i think it's a quintet i think there's five books in this witch series she has a magical item series where Mm -hmm. people find things and it transports you through time the one that i actually kind of want to read is written under a pseudonym of hers um P.J. Braxton, and it's called the Detective Gretel series, and it's about Hansel and Gretel <laughs> when they grow up, and they they've got their own detective agency, and they're solving like fairy tale yeah. crimes. And I was like, yep, I could get behind that one. That sounds like right up your alley, right? Like yes. Yeah. So she's got a lot of interesting things going on, yeah. and she's obviously well situated for this type of work. Yeah. She enjoys it. She has a master's in creative writing, and she did a bunch of jobs before this that were not at all. The right fit. Like, I was reading on her site's autobiography, and she was like, I've been a teacher, I've been a secretary, I've been a travel agent, I've been a goat herd. And I was like, that last one, tell me more. <laughs> Who's a goat herd? Do do people still do that? Uh, the answer is yes. People still goat herd. Yes, they do. Um, so she's found the thing she really likes to do, and she's she's obviously doing a lot of it. Um, I, I don't know. It wasn't, like, my new favorite book. I appreciated yes. that you threw me a magic bone. Yes. Yes, that was nice of you.
1: I thought you were going to fall over. Yes, when you... a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. And it was it was fine. It was entertaining. I mean, there was, yes. to be fair, there were still a lot of things where I was like, oh, so dumb. Like, no, 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 no. Like, for example, um, Tilda, our, our mm-hmm. modern-day lady, mm-hmm. she's kind of a jerk, both to her dad and to Dylan, her love interest. Mm-hmm. Like, she just does these weird things and is rude to them. Yeah. Yeah, without I was, explanation i
0: wasn't incredibly sure of her character arc or her growth yeah. like so at the start of the book she has only for like a month been living in this house that she and her deceased husband picked out together they right. never lived in it together she's in this place all on her own so she's she's scared she's lonely she doesn't know what's going to happen next and she's not driving because she's terrified of cars exactly she's not driving and in very short order <laughs> They're like 20 pages worth of short order. She, one, stumbles across two young men kicking a dog. Yeah. And takes this dog into her life and becomes a dog owner. Right. Two, starts shorting out all of the electricity in her house and other places with her burgeoning lady witch powers. You found that weird? A little bit. Huh. Um, Not, not. That it happens. Right. But, okay, so she's got this dog now. She's got this other thing. Three, she embarks on a romantic relationship with a new guy when she is, it appears to me, still in mourning for her husband. 100%. And in the course of a very short period of time, she's just got it all handled. Like, dog, check. Magic, got it. Boyfriend, doing it. Like, Absolutely. How do you do
1: that? She well, when you become magic, you fix stuff. I mean, that is what happens. <laughs> why right. would you why would you have magic and not make everything great? Like an endless supply of donuts. I feel like that's what I would do with my magic. <laughs> Bing! Yes, Another donut in my hand. Right. Yes. So, yeah, there were some like there were definitely some aspects where I was like, yeah, no. Um yeah. for example, another example is the um explanation of the research that she does. <laughs> We are both libraries. That's a, <laughs> almost a little bit of a hard sell. Yeah, like they're researching way back into the 900s where there are voluminous written records. I mean, everyone knows that the 900s in Britain mm-hmm. are known mm-hmm. for their voluminous and well-written documentation.
0: I don't know. I feel like we also read The Lost Alchemist where there was the same amount of written <laughs> documentation. Not for the 900s, but for like the 1800s. Um, that one was... And she
1: stumbled yeah. on them right away. There's no like... Yeah, there's not a lot of hurdles. No. Yeah. She's really good at research. She, she's just good. She's she just it. a good general. And then she sat in a canoe in a museum.
0: <laughs> she just sat in the canoe in a museum. And no one was like, get out. That That is from 1,100 years woo, ago. Woo, woo, woo.
1: Danger, danger, danger.
0: <laughs> well, so she's she's trying to research, like, okay, I'm having these magic visions now. Where are they from? I right. saw this tribal tattoo. Let me find out a little. So she ends up at a research museum, and the guy was like— I, like, I'll know if it's you who did something, so don't. And then he just leaves her in there. And then here,
1: you just stay around with all of our artifacts that it's are fine. You unguarded.
0: Yes. Just be good. Yeah, don't, don't touch them too much. Right. Just the right amount of it.
1: And, and she did.
0: Was, she just touched them the right amount. That was kind of funny, actually. <laughs> well, okay, so, so part of the debate that I had for myself was the chapters pretty evenly went back and forth. So mm-hmm. you get a chapter from Tilda's perspective and a chapter from Saren's perspective, back right. and forth and back and forth. And as much as Tilda maybe wasn't like my favorite character, she was fine. She sure. was interesting. The storyline was fine. Saren, mm-hmm. on the other hand, I did not connect with. Okay. And I Tell thought I, more. I thought I would, right? Mm-hmm. She's like this. Um, she's like this boss lady, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the nine hundreds. She's got albinism, so mm-hmm. she looks different than everyone else. She lives on her own. She can't really go out in the sun because they don't have sunblock yet, and she's gonna bust out and boils. Yep. So. And she has this position within her clan that's really different than everyone else, so she's naturally segregated. Right. And Jim let that hang her back. Mm-hmm. She's been doing this on her own for a while. She has a vision. She's going to tell everyone yep. about it. She thinks that there's a viper in the pit of the family of the prince. She's going to tell them to their face. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. I thought I would like her more mm-hmm. because of all her like bad bossery. Mm-hmm. But she also had, like, a really weird character arc, and hers was much longer. Yeah. So, like, the timeline between Tilda's chapters was, like, oh, it's been a day. Oh, it's been right. a week. But for Saren, you'd have, like, a year. Like, she got pregnant, and then she had a baby, and then the baby's a year old. Right. And you, I kind of wanted to know, like, well, what happened in between those times? Like, right. what has happened with your life or with your clan that you're – and I get that Saren's story was really a backup right. to Tilda's to tell – Tilda's story of what had happened with this murder right. 1,100 years ago. But I, I don't know. I had a, a little bit of a hard time with that kind of balance just because the time arc was so different between yeah. them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Which one did you like more?
1: I don't know that I had a preference between them. Mm. Um, I loved I loved listening to the explanations of the pottery because there is Absolutely. totally the trepidation and excitement of opening the kiln and being like all this work that i've just done and when you put something into the kiln you totally give up control and you this is this is a whole bunch of work cuz you're not going to do a firing for just one piece you you've got to load the oh, whole kiln okay. so it's you may have you know depending upon how big your kiln is you may have 30 or 40 pieces so this is oh, wow. months worth of work that the, oh. you then fire and then it has to cool so it it takes 2 or 3 days yeah and then you open it And you're either in love or heartbroken, and you don't know which you're going to be. And sometimes you're heartbroken at first, and then you go, okay, it's not what I pictured, but it actually worked okay. And you can kind of, you know, learn to love it. Hmm. And so I loved that aspect. I thought the author did a really nice job of capturing that, like, angst and excitement. Yeah. And... um, and the fact that she didn't eat or sleep because she was so excited about, you know, you get True inspired. True artiste. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought that that was really fun. Um, and I also loved when she was talking about how the snow made Thistle, the dog, super playful.
0: Yeah. Because
1: we, as you know, we had two big Rhodesian Ridgebacks. Yeah. And they were <laughs> these big clunky dogs. <laughs> but then you got them in the snow, two inches of snow, and they were like puppies again. And it was so fun to watch these big lopy dogs. Yeah just run around like gazelles because there are two inches of snow on the ground and so i felt like that really rang very true to my experience um so there were things that brought back really fun memories to me not only the recent memories of whales but past memories of being a ceramic student and having dogs so
0: those were kind of warm fuzzies oh i love that that brought those memories forward for you i have never had a dog in my adult life Mm -hmm. Um, and it was very delightful to, to kind of see the Tilda as a dog owner, mm-hmm. right? Like even if the uh, the timeline was compressed about their relationship the, between her and a, an abused animal, right. it was still lovely to have that kind of running through the storyline right. that, uh, one, don't kick a dog. Right. Don't do that. Also, don't throw rocks at it because I think they threw through rocks at some yeah. point. But that if you see an animal being abused, like this is my hotline moment. If you see an animal being abused, call Animal Protective Services. Right, right, That's not okay. Right. And she and that dog formed a really incredibly sweet bond. Yeah. Like her house didn't have electricity because her burgeoning witch powers <laughs> just kept fritzing it out. And so she had this old, I don't know, oven heater. I don't know right. what it was. Ray- Raytheon rep. Yeah, they on. called it by the the. It was the product name. name yeah. yeah, she had this old stove, and they were using it to heat the house. And I was like, No, don't do that! <laughs> You're gonna get like carbon monoxide poisoning. But that's not right. You know, that's not how it is. And so she and this dog would cuddle up together. Mm-hmm. Like, sharing warmth as they had shoved sofa cushions down and made, like, a pillow fort for themselves.
1: Well, until she moved too much and the dog got annoyed and got up and left because she was too squirmy. She was too
0: wiggly. But until then, the dog was like, okay, bud, I'll share my heat with you. We can be friends. So that was a very sweet part. There were a couple of things in here that I I liked. I mean, the first note that I had in here was... Christine's connection to Wales and how to kind yes. of author. But we already got that one covered. <laughs> <clears throat> one of the things I really liked that I wasn't sure how you were going to connect with was, and I'm, you're going to have to say it, the water horse. What, how did, oh, yeah. Avanc. Avonc. So it's spelled A-F-A-N-C. OK. Avonc. And it reminded me of like a Kelpie, right? So like, or you're a. saying another word that I don't know what that is. Um, Kelpie is like the Irish version. Um, It's a a water horse, but in some storylines, in some, like, mythology, what it'll do is it'll pop out of the water and it'll be like, hey, I'm a cute horse, you should jump on my back we'll go for a fun ride Uh-oh. and then it drags you to your death and drowns you sure yes so the alfonk did not seem like it wanted to do that right. it did not want to drown people just because it was a naughty well maybe not death those horse. people like sure. maybe
1: it, it did that to other people
0: yeah but i loved that that was incorporated throughout here okay. not only was the mysticism of like a celtic shaman a thing in the storyline but that family line had a connection to these kind of mythical animals that oversaw their area from the lake. Right. So this, this water horse would connect with this family line and help protect them over the different generations. And so many of the stories that I have read are focused on kind of the, the negative aspect of that type of mm. fairy creature, mm-hmm. um, that it was it was nice to see a positive one. I don't right. know how you felt about the addition in there if you were like, oh, one step too many.
1: Of course to me that was, oh yeah, this is dumb, I'm just glossing over it because <laughs> You know, that's how I am until I did a little bit of research and I found out that that is in Wales mythology. And Mm -hmm. so then I was like, okay, that's a little more legit. I can be I can I can crack my mind open a splinter for that Um, because it's the lock.
0: It's their Loch Ness. I was going to say, so now you believe in Loch Ness and I should be proud of you. Sure. Go Go ahead. ahead. I mean, if you need something closer to home, uh, you can head up to Vermont and they have what's his name? Champy Lake 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 Champlain (laughs) Lake Champagne. They do. Yeah. yeah. So they have their own version of Nessie. Sure. Champy. Okay. So, you know, just to hang around there for a little while, see what kind of creatures pop themselves out of the lake waters. I feel
1: like I don't need that, but I do appreciate the opportunity.
0: <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs>
1: so, okay. So overall, did I surprise
0: you with this nonsense? Oh, that's such a hard question. <laughs> I want to say yes. Okay. But realistically, it's set in Wales with a lady who's a ceramicist who has a dog. So, no.
1: Mm. That's too bad because I really wanted to surprise you.
0: (laughs) It was, this book was fine. It was like a light weekend read.
1: It wasn't Men Who Hate Women, for example. That is correct.
0: We have taken a break from that and I'm really appreciative of it. (laughs) Let me see if I can get us back on track for next month. Um, No, it was was a fine book. It was like a, like a, B minus. I think it was well written. Like, yes. even though I will probably
1: not read anything else by Paula Braxton unless it's set in Wales and I can listen to it. Um, <laughs> those are my two main requirements. Um, it, she doesn't have to be a ceramist and it doesn't have to have a great dog in it. But that can't hurt.
0: Um, yeah.
1: But because, you know, the magic isn't my gig. But yeah. but I thought all the other elements yeah. were well done enough that yeah. I, I allowed myself to just, you know, willing suspension of disbelief.
0: Agreed. I I was not okay. mad that I read it. Oh, good. That's yes. so that's such great praise. praise. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you going to get me with next time? Well, I thought, you know, Christine was so nice to me. I should really just up the ante. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so next, next time we're going to read a book that um, I have no idea what your reaction is going to be. <laughs> just not even a glimmer of I have no idea. Okay. So next month we're going to read uh, Light from Uncommon Stars by Reka Aoki. Okay. Um, I'm not even going to give like a synopsis. I'm just going to throw out some words. Okay. okay. I'm ready. Donuts. Like it? Okay. Deals with the devil. Sure. Okay. Violins. Wait. Like the musical instrument. or, okay, or okay. You're like a, a string instrument. Got it. Um, Don't like them. Uh, queer love story. Sure. Yep. So all of those package it together and you have this book. Is it set in Wales? It is not. It's set in America. Hmm. Um, It is. You just have to read it. I (laughs) I can't even I'm trying to frame a sentence and I don't have one. It is different than anything I've read before. I have no idea what to expect from your reading of it, but I know that you're going to because you were a fastidious student. It's true. And, uh, and i good to my word. We will see how next month goes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can you can pick the one after that, and <laughs> the cycle will continue. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us on your Making Me Read What? Even if this book wasn't your cup of tea, there are millions more where that came from. And don't forget, you can
1: always grab these books and lots more at your local library.
0: So join us next month when we will be discussing Light from Uncommon Stars by Reka Aoki, A-O-K-I. Thank you so much, and keep on reading.